Are you trying to connect with your path in life? Do you have a hard time trusting your gut? Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Do you wonder what intuition is and how it works? Get ready for the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This globally syndicated radio show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. Coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio, this hit show is tailor-made to help you realize your full potential through body, mind, and spirit. Dr. Elise brings her knowledge, experience, and sense of humor to each show while introducing you to guests from all over the world who are experts in the fields of spirituality, energy healing, holistic wellness, alternative medicine, and nutrition. Call in with your questions or share some of your own experiences in connection with your intuition and emotional healing. The Elise Intuition Radio Show starts now. Here's your host, Dr. Elise. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Elise, and I help people heal their emotional bodies, connect to their intuition, and discover their life purpose through intuitive life coaching and flower essence. Our spiritual healing and wellness center is dedicated to helping individuals realize their full potential through their body, mind, and spirit by providing spiritual education, guidance, healing, and transformation through various digital platforms. You can find us at www.elisehealingcenter.com. Today, we have Mike Benny here with us, mental health speaker and best-selling author, to discuss with us how he went from struggling with mental health challenges to being a thought leader who travels the globe telling his story to help transform stigma. But before we get into the show, let me share a little bit with you about Mike Benny. Mike is a highly sought-after keynote speaker, corporate drumming event facilitator, author, and luggage enthusiast. Seriously, you will completely get it if you did all the traveling he did. Mike is the author of the book, Transforming Stigma, How to Become a Mental Wellness Superhero, and the Transforming Stigma Workbook as a 2017 PM360 Elite Award winner. He is recognized as one of the 100 most influential people in the healthcare industry for his work as a patient advocate. So on that note, let's welcome Mr. Mike. Vinny here on the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Hello, Mike Vinny. How are you? I am good. How are you? I am doing well. Thanks so much for coming on our show today. Well, thank you for having me, and hello to your listeners. <laughs> so how's the weather there? Where are you today? I am in New York City, and I'd I, I say the weather is so-so. It's been pretty humid, but today it's actually doable to walk outside, which I like. 
Awesome, awesome. I just made it into Phoenix, Arizona, and it's hot here. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 Arizona, and I know you got a lot all going on there with uh, COVID nineteen. So you all are in my thoughts. Thank you so much. So each time we host our show and we have a guest, we always ask a question about your intuition. At what point did your intuition kick in? And during this time of your life, what did it tell you? I I only have a few minutes to answer this one, but I'll keep it brief here. I'm going to say this, that for me, my intuition has been something that I don't think it kicked in at one point. I think it's always been there. And I've actually learned, especially over the past few years, to pay attention to it Mm -hmm. and to honor it Mm -hmm. and trust it. And um, mm-hmm. that has been an amazing journey because, you know, there's sometimes, you know, your intuition can, your, your gut can say one thing and then your mind is thinking, well, that doesn't make sense logically. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. you know, I constantly sometimes have a battle between the two. And then there are other times where maybe I ask, you know, my, my higher power, myself, my intuition, an answer to a question and, and, and the answer would come, but I would ignore it. <laughs> And it would always end up getting me in trouble because I ignored it. So intuition has really come into my life, and I really appreciate you asking that question. Thank you so much. And I was—I didn't want to cut you off or anything like that, but please feel free if you have an example of how your intuition kicked in or kind of helped you in your life. We have all the time for this question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a great one, and it's, you know, we're going to be talking about mental health and stuff, but a lot of times in this world that we're in right now, you know, I actually am learning that learning to tune into your intuition is one of the greatest things you can do for well-being. And it's it, as I'm just, you know, talking to you about this now, I don't think I've ever said that before out loud, so now we'll start talking about it. But the, the thing is, there, there's something in us as humans. We, we have a, a wonderful computer system, as I like to say, and that's our intuition, gut feeling. And some people say it's, it's even, you know, God talking to you. It's however you need to word it for yourself. I think we all kind of know what we're talking about, you know, when we bring up intuition. And so I have learned that when you surrender to it, when you become aware of it, when you honor it, it could be one of the greatest things that you can do for your own mental wellness. Wow. I, I just love how the spirit just, just came through you to, to feel led <laughs> to share this insight with us. So thank you so much. You're welcome. So, Yes, we will be talking about mental health challenges, and I know that you've shared with the world um, some of your mental health challenges. How have your mental health challenges impacted your life? Wow. Well, basically, they've been a constant struggle. I'm I'm 41, and it's been a struggle for basically 41 years. And as a child, it was, I think, at its worst because – a lot of times when we talk about mental health, I just want to put this out there. What we're actually talking about is three things, thoughts, feelings, and behavior. If any one of those is having a challenge, we generally call it a mental health challenge. And so for me, it uh, manifested as behavioral problems in school. And I ended up um, getting expelled from three schools starting in fourth grade. I was put in a mental hospital for extended periods of time starting in fourth grade. 
And um, I attempted to die by suicide at age 10 because of my depression. And I was just out of control in my behavior at home. And, and it was really hard. It was, it was really hard. It was hard for my parents who I came from a great home and they just wanted the best for me and tried everything they could to do their best for my brother and I, but I just couldn't seem to get it together. And, um, you know, as an adult, um, I, I'm doing much better nowadays. I, I battle depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, but it's not ruling my life the way it used to. I'm able to say that that's a part of my life, but it's not ruling it. And so nowadays it still comes up. It still makes it difficult to uh, interact with people the way I want to and live the life that I want to, but I'm able to manage it much better now. And I've dedicated my, my work to support people in receiving the gift of emotional wellness because I'm actually learning that it's a gift that is available to everyone if you are open to receiving it. And in my work, I get to share things that I've learned, um, things that I'm learning every single day and use that to help others who might be struggling. Wow. Like just listening to you as a former classroom teacher and uh, aspiring clinical psychologist, my my heart is, is so full right now because I have a lot of compassion for you, and I just have very positive emotions as I hear and listen to your story. And I know that God is using you to help others, and it's just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. No, I, I, I have the positive emotions talking to you as well. And th- thank you for the work that you're doing. And, you, you know, a lot of times, you know, to people out there that are, are listening, um, you know, a lot of times we all go through pain in life, right? Like that just happens, you know, and everyone is different with that. But I, one of the lessons that I've learned, and um, this is not original, this is something I learned, is uh, that everyone goes through pain, but we don't have to suffer. And when we end up in a situation where we're suffering, that's when, when, when we need to get help for whatever it is and get out of that. And I think there are more resources available now than ever before. Um, if you are struggling, that you can get help. And that's why you and I do the work that we do. Well, I just love how the spirit has kind of orchestrated all of this so we can be on the Elise Intuition radio show today. (laughs) 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 So how do people respond to you knowing that you live with mental health challenges? Oh, you asked such a good question. Um, They respond any way they want. You know, I I love that you asked that because a lot of your listeners out there might be thinking, well, I don't want to share about whatever it is I'm going through because I don't know how people respond. And I want to put something to rest right now. When it comes to sharing Mm -hmm. things in life, we can never, ever be sure how someone is going to respond. If we try to craft messaging in order to get a certain response out of someone, technically that's a thing called manipulation. So there's no mm-hmm. way we can get any kind of response. We can just say it. You know, I could tell you, hi, my name is Mike, and you could smack me. You know, there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> but the thing is, what, what I have learned is that the more comfortable I've gotten with myself, the more others are comfortable around me. So if I share it with you and you and I just met, 
you know, it, it kind of doesn't matter to me what your reaction is. And I find that the fact that I'm comfortable with it actually puts other people at ease with me. But if I were to maybe share about my mental health and be really nervous, well, that might make someone else kind of nervous. So I think it's important uh, for people to realize that actually transforming stigma, which is my book, really starts with your own self-care and you feeling good about you. Because when you feel good about you, it doesn't matter how someone else, you know, feels about you because you feel good about you. So to answer your question, people respond in all different ways. And I um, am at a point, I guess, emotionally and spiritually where I, people have permission in my mind to respond however they choose. And I realize that mental health challenges are confusing, complex, and frustrating. We can't put them in a little box, you know, and because of that, people don't know how to respond to it. You know, even myself, like I have friends that say, Hey Mike, I'm depressed. And I go, uh, okay. So the thing is, it, it's very important to remember that whenever you're bringing up subjects around mental health, they're confusing, they're frustrating, they're complex, which makes it really difficult to have conversations around. Wow. You know, I, I just want to get to the question, but, you know, I have to make this comment, Mike. You're bringing it out on me. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing it out of me, too. It's mutual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The energy is just amazing right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, as I listen to you, I, I tell people, you know, have you heard of G-Code? No. What's G-Code? G-code, I, I tell people that G-code is when you are aware of who you are and why you're here. Like your self-worth is your G-code. So as I hear you talk about you being authentic when you show up and talk to other people, you know, that little thought in my mind was like, oh, okay, Mike has his G-code. <laughs> <laughs> my, Mike has his G-code. Yeah, I like that. I, I'm going to start telling my friends that I got my G-code, you know. Um, <laughs> no, I <laughs> – thank you. Thank you. That's, that's a nice compliment. <laughs> okay, so why do you think that mental health stigma exists? Well, uh, the, the, the real answer is, I mean, I don't know, but I, I have some guesses. And, and here's what I've brought it down to. One is what I call the law of the tribe, meaning we are mm-hmm. tribal people by nature. And you can actually see how this happens in kindergarten if you watch kindergartners socialize. So let's just say you and I were in kindergarten and there was someone else with us. And I don't know, you and the other person had Nike sneakers, but I had Reebok sneakers. You two would probably point at me and call me the weird one. And kids that are in kindergarten say that all the time, you're weird, you're weird, because basically they're learning who is in the group and who is not the group. And that's something we bring with us throughout our lives. We know in every area of our lives what groups we're a part of and what groups we aren't a part of. So one of the reasons stigma exists, in my opinion, is that nobody wants to be the quote-unquote weird one kicked out the group isolated from the group or banished from the group. The other reason for stigma is, like I said before, mental health challenges are confusing and frustrating. And I share a story that I was in the gym several years ago and I was doing push-ups, and I hurt my wrist. And I knew that it was either a, a strain, a sprain, or a broken wrist. You know, I needed to ice it. And after two days, if it doesn't get better, call a doctor because, 
you know, I'm going to be in a cast. But mental health challenges don't work like that. Um, nobody really wakes up and goes, oh, I'm depressed. I need to see a doctor. Usually someone discovers your challenges for you in your behavior and has to confront you about it. So that's where the whole stigma in my mind, you know, you put those two things together, the confusion, frustration, and the law of the tribe. Well, (laughs) nobody wants to talk about mental health. (laughs) Yeah, you're right about that. And then you throw in a pandemic and uncertainty. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, something that I see. heard uh, <laughs> amongst my circles. I got lost for um, words right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you, you throw in that. And one thing I've heard actually about this year is that if you didn't start this year with a mental health diagnosis, you have one now. And so um, <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a, a very unique year so far. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, and, and – I know things work in mysterious ways, but, you know, it could be that the year 2020 is highlighting and maybe helping reduce this mental health stigma that has been existing for quite some time. I like that. I I think you said something really important right there, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly because everyone has to talk about it now. It's like we have mm-hmm. to, you know, because everyone's going through something. So I absolutely agree with you on that. Okay, and then hopefully it's a big discovery that we're in this together. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. That's that's what I'm hoping for. You know, I it's funny because uh, I, I'm sure you have a lot of people in your life, maybe you yourself have uh, had uh, your moments when you come to the realization of the new reality that we're in this year. And, um, you know, I've had a few mini meltdowns and had to talk to my therapist but yesterday, I, I really realized that I've gotten to a point of acceptance about 2020. I don't like it, but I accept it. And that was powerful because I realized that all I need to stay focused on is being centered within myself spiritually, and I'm fine. And don't get me wrong. I have to remind myself several times a day of this, but, but um, it, it was a powerful moment. And for people who are struggling out there right now, with everything that's happening and in no way am I trying to minimize anyone's journey. And I know many people who are listening have lost people to COVID-19 and my heart goes out to you. If you have, there's nothing I can say that can bring any comfort to that. And at the same time, I can Mm -hmm. also say that, you know, when you're ready to really reflect on this year, it's, it's been a gift in its own unique way. So I know that you talked about your book Transforming Stigma, How to Become mm-hmm. a Mental Health Wellness Superhero. What can readers expect? Okay. What can they expect? Well, let me let me say this. I'm all about my superheroes, but this is not a regular kind of superhero with a cape. This is a, a mental wellness superhero. And in, in the book, I basically share my story of what it's been like living with mental health challenges. And from what I have been told from different readers, um, it really keeps you on edge, really keeps you on edge. There's a lot going on, and I'm very brutally honest about what happened, what went through my mind, and 
you know, th- things that I've made some horrible decisions on, and I throw it all out there. And in the second part, I share what I learned during a breakdown in 2011, what I learned about actually how to transform stigma in my own life. Because you and I just talked about why stigma exists, and I actually believe that you can transform it, and it starts with yourself. And when you do that, it can change your life because mental health challenges are one thing. And people like yourself are doing a great job in this world of helping those of us who are struggling. But separate from the challenges is the stigma, the shame that you carry around. And once you can deal with the stigma and remove it and feel free of it, well, it makes it a lot easier to address your challenges. You can do it with a smile. You can do it with confidence. You don't have to look at it like an enemy or something is wrong with you or you're broken. And that's something that I've gotten to in my life where I actually am grateful now for my depression. I'm grateful for my anxiety, even at its worst. I actually sometimes sit in the living room and thank it because it's there to teach me something. But it wasn't until I transformed stigma that you know, I even started to get to that point. So for people who are struggling and want to check out the book, you will learn how to transform stigma in your life and help those that you love who are suffering. Wow. Man, you you just inspire me. And to be honest with you, you know, like 100% real, I was attracted to your story um, because, of the gifts that I, I realized that you had. Um, I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay, he has all this amazing stuff going on with himself. But what I'm interested in is this drumming. you got to tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was hoping you'd ask me about that. You know, it's funny, like, when any, anybody asks me about that, if I'm on an interview, that's when I get real happy. It's like, yay, now we get to talk about the fun stuff. Um, drumming, um, I started drumming in fifth grade, and um, I'll never forget being 10 years old and feeling the feeling of drumsticks in my hands and just playing a drum. And keep in mind, that's also the same year that um, I attempted to die by suicide. So it was a dramatic year that, that year. Um, in my life. And drumming was something I stuck with and just always had fun with, made me feel good. But when it came to what really turned my life around, choosing to become a professional drummer was one of the best things I did for my mental health because I feel most comfortable behind drums. I believe the drumming centers me. And so for many years, starting at age 18, I played professionally. And Nowadays, fast forward to today, prior to the pandemic and post-pandemic, I do corporate drumming in the workplace. So I bring West African drums into a workplace environment. And basically, it's like a giant kindergarten classroom. Everyone sits in a circle. We play music. We laugh. We get sweaty. And they, they, they hug me and they pay me. That's essentially my job. And I, I love it because drumming, like all different forms of art, brings people together. You know, you feel a sense of unity, even when you just listen to drumming. And so, you know, the world is, is, is struggling right now, and people are struggling and feeling isolated. So when they get to come together and play drums, it's just amazing to see adults turn into children for a little bit and just, like, let their show off, which is hard for all of us. So that's what I do with drumming nowadays. And um, even during the pandemic, I've been practicing and still keeping up my skills and I'm looking forward to doing some playing in public and drum circles once uh, things get a little better. Wow. Like, as I'm just hearing you talk about that, I, I see the passion. I see the creativity. 
I can see how your intuition is extremely enhanced through sound. What an amazing thing. Yeah. And, and, and it's a fun thing. And, you know, one thing I want to say to anyone who's listening out there, because, you know, maybe you get inspired and you think, oh, I want to try drums now. People say to me all the time, well, I have no rhythm. And I want to put that, that belief to rest, too. We all have rhythm. And you can see it in babies. When babies uh, start expressing themselves, one of the first things they do is just tap their hand. And so basically, as babies, we all kept a beat. But eventually, we developed this thing called an ego, where we were, you know, worried about how we look to other people. And we lost touch with that intuition to keep a beat. But we can all do it. And if you, uh, you know, just surrender to it and put a drum in front of yourself, magical things will start to happen. Mike, are you tapping into my mind now? <laughs> <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> that was my next question. That was my next question. Just for the record, Uh-oh. for the audience. <laughs> what advice would you have for others who may be interested in drumming to support them? Any pearls of wisdom? You know, um, there's so many YouTube videos out there on everything you know, on sewing, on basket weaving, on, you know, building things with Legos. Um, I encourage you to look up a a drum video. The type of drum that I use is a West African drum called a djembe, and it's spelled D-J-E-M-B-E. And for those of you that have never seen one, it's a hand drum. A lot of people see a hand drum and they think it's called a bongo, but I just want (laughs) to... I want to make this clear so you don't embarrass yourself at the music store and say, I want an African drum called a bongo. It's called a djembe. And actually, um, this drum is very easy to play. It's very natural. You just use your hands. And I suggest, at the very least, getting yourself into a store and just trying to touch one and play it and seeing how it feels. And if it feels good to you, maybe purchase it you know, and also you can literally take drumsticks and play on a bucket too. And that might feel good to you, but you know, kind of like you are encouraging people to focus on their intuition. You'll know it feels right to you, but the key is just allowing yourself to get started. And that's just simply giving yourself permission. <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm like, stop thinking, just be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Which is really hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, you know, is there anything else you would like to share with us about what you're doing to help others? How can people sign up for your online program, book you for services, and how can they reach you? How How can you reach you? Well, first of all, I just want to say this to anyone who's listening right now who's struggling with depression, sadness, anger, fear, loneliness, number one, it's okay. You're not broken. You're not a bad person. There's nothing wrong with you. You're a human. That's why you're struggling, and that's okay. Number two, I encourage you to get professional help. There's nothing wrong with getting professional help. You're not weak because of it. And I think that's really important for people to know that it's actually a great vehicle for self-discovery. Um, when you go to therapy, it will help with your chances of success being even greater in life. So it's really important that if you're just feeling any uncomfortable feelings, call someone. If you're feeling suicidal, call 911 and get help now. And if you want to learn about me, you can go to my website. It's 
MikeVini.com. And the way you spell my last name is V like in Victor, E is in Edward, N is in Nancy, Y is in yellow. I have online courses. Actually, one of my popular ones uh, during 2020 has been How to Find Peace in Times of Uncertainty, which really talks about how to relieve stress, reduce anxiety, and overcome loneliness. I give you lots of tools and tips on that. I also have my book that you can find on Amazon or wherever you like to buy books. And you can find me on social media, wherever you like to go on social media. I am there in some way, shape, or form. So I'd love to hear from you. And if I could ever answer any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much for pronouncing your last name. I put my Southern Bell touch on it and called you Vignette. So I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. And you can could, you could say it however you want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on the Elise Intuition Radio Show. I, I mean, I consider you a friend of our show. Well, thank you, and I really enjoyed being on your show, and I hope to do it again at some point. All right. You are listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and Mike Vinny, and we are going to take a quick break. When we return, I will share some messages from the angels and the spirits, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. What is intellectual property? It's something that you will have to protect when it comes to your learning organization. Innovation and creativity is definitely valued amongst humanity and should be protected. As a result, tutors need a blueprint to follow so that they will do exactly what needs to be done to protect their work and trade secrets for their learning organization. In the number one source for tutors and tutor business owners, Dr. Holland's Expanding Your Tutoring Business Series. Tutor Consultant, Dr. Holland delivers her field-tested advice so that you can determine what types of intellectual property that will need to be protected, create various types of work agreements for your learning organization, develop a system to maintain records of your intellectual property, build a business plan that will promote data-driven tutoring success, describe the federal laws that impact your tutoring business, implement quality assurance meetings, create an online project management system for your content team, Implementing focus groups and market research. Disseminating your research for your learning organization. Acquire know-how for licensing your intellectual property and dozens of other strategies you will need to protect your intellectual property. Take a strategic approach to protecting your intellectual property so that you can build a household name in the tutoring industry. You can get your copy of Expand Your Tutoring Business Volume 3, The Blueprint for Protecting Your Learning Organization, on Amazon.com or submit your book order at orders at iglobaleducation.com. Learn the secrets to awaken your own financial genius. Mark Jackson II has written an Amazon International bestseller, Read Me or Stay Broke. This gripping story does the impossible marvelously. This book entertains and educates the reader. The book transforms the reader with an emotional journey filled with dynamic financial discoveries. In an effort to pay his dying mother's medical bills, Josh has burned the candle at both ends for far too long. In a last-ditch effort to stay afloat, he works even harder, while his boss is breathing down his neck. Exhausted and desperate, Josh comes to a simple realization. He is broke 
and out of options. Until one day, a mysterious woman offers him a challenge. Her company offers him the chance to learn the powerful money secrets of the rich secrets that have built fortunes for centuries but were always hidden from the public. But there's a catch. If Josh can complete the challenge, his mother's bills will be paid in full, fail, and she will die in debt. In his darkest moment, Josh agrees to the challenge. You will learn side by side with Josh as he is exposed to the seven mentors, savings, debt, credit, taxes, business, stocks, and real estate investing. The seven keys to wealth building. To save his mother's life, all he needs to do is listen, learn, and apply the secrets from each lesson. Will he be able to learn all the secrets in time? Can he complete the challenge in time to save his mother? This powerful story will keep you on the edge of your seat. You can get your copy on Amazon.com. Do you want to stay connected to Mark Jackson II? You can find him on Facebook under Mark Sweeney Jackson or www.facebook.com forward slash Mark Jackson 2. And read me or stay broke at www.facebook.com forward slash read me or stay broke. Mark 2 is also on Instagram under Mark's Jackson 2 and read me or stay broke. Lastly, you can find him on Twitter under at Mark Jackson 2. We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise. While we were on break, I intuitively selected a postcard from the Spirit using Colette Barron's Read System. And I also received some intuitive messages as well and numbers. So, you know, let me share them with you. Dearest you, sometimes it's wonderful to give. But there are times you might find yourself overgiving. Now might be a good time to check in and see where you might be cutting off the flow of abundance. Let others give to you even if you are more comfortable being generous and being the giver, the healer, the rescuer. In the art of living, in the art of living, we sometimes overlook an important skill, receiving, gracefully and with gratitude, without diminishing yourself or trying to deny vulnerability or bringing an agenda of equality to it. Receiving is hard for some people. Maybe you. You do not need a this for that in your exchange with others. You are doing good in the world. Let the world give back and support you. Then you can give up the old stories that have you convinced. You have to do everything alone with no help. Let your well be filled. We all love you so, so much. Guys, this is a beautiful message of, you know, really focusing in on the energy of uh, service. When you have the intention set for service, you never know where and how God will use others to help you. And as I was in meditation, some numbers popped up, guys. We have the number one, which deals with new beginning. The number 96, which deals with forgiveness. The number six, which deals with you know, uh, in, intuitive abilities, um, your sixth chakra, and then the number 24, which deals with grace. 
okay? So the frequency of grace supports our smooth adaptation to and anticipation of life's current and changes as we evolve towards a higher version of ourselves on this earthly plane, bridging the divine with the human existence. And what all of that means, guys, is what this show is all about, is helping others understand what intuition is and why it's so important that you connect to yours and listen to it. Listen to what the spirit wants to share with you so that you can navigate your life, your business, and just any area of your life. The energy of the third eye chakra supports our inner sight and intuitive abilities. So if you do not know what chakras are, I highly encourage you to learn more about it so you can better understand what it is and how it relates to you. So I hope that these messages inspire you to move further in listening to your own intuition as you travel on life's journey. If you would like to contact me, you can go to our Healing Center's website, www.elisehealingcenter.com, or find us on Facebook at Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center. If you have any questions, then send them to me at AskDrElise at gmail.com, and I will answer them via video response on my YouTube channel. Share out this episode to family, friends, colleagues, and coworkers. If you are interested in learning about your life intuitively, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Arizona Elise, to get your monthly intuitive reading and intuitive career in abundance reading by birth sign. If you are interested in learning about your life from an astrological perspective, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Astro Elise, to get your monthly historic forecast by birth sign, weekly reading and insight, spiritual knowledge, and so much more. Join us every first and third Wednesdays of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Have a great week. I'll see you back here next time. Remember, you are loved, you are valued, and you are competent. You've been listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This hit show comes to you live every third Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Each show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. If you've missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Dr. Elise, visit elisehealingcenter.com. That's elisehealingcenter.com.